BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Welcome to the Royally Us podcast. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And this week, the royal family ends its mourning period after Prince Philip's death. And we take you inside Meghan Markle's second pregnancy and reveal her cravings, her exercise plan, and how Archie feels about being a big brother. As always, I am joined by Molly Mulshine, the host of the Diva Behavior podcast, and this week, our guest is Fiona Cairns, the woman who designed Duchess Kate and Prince William's wedding cake. She gives us all the details as the couple celebrate their 10th wedding anniversary. Molly, here we go again. <laughs> I know. It's nice. Things are picking up a little bit. Yes. We're getting some nice springtime vibes and not so much sadness, doom yeah. and gloom, although we are still very sad. No, totally. Yes. It seems like the royal family is kind of getting a little bit more out and about. And we have a big wedding anniversary to celebrate too. Kate, Kate and William celebrate 10 years, which is absolutely insane to me. All right, well, let's get to our royal roundup. And the royal family, like we said, marked the end of the mourning period uh, two weeks after the death of Prince Philip with a major social media change. After his April 9th death, the royals chose to honor the Duke of Edinburgh by replacing their profile photos with their monograms or symbols. Now the profile photos were changed back to mark the end of this period. Right. So I had assumed they would change them all back to their regular profile photos, which the Cambridges did, uh, Prince Charles and Camilla did. But the Queen has changed her photo because it was her and Philip, and now it's just her alone, which is kind of... so sad. Yeah, just such a sad little detail. It really is. It's such a sad detail. And, you know, we spoke last week about how her birthday, she celebrated her 95th birthday last week and how it definitely was a little bit different, uh, not a little bit, a lot different, uh, not only because of quarantine, but because of the death of Prince Philip. And she did speak out um, remembering her husband and thanking everybody once again for their well wishes and their support and love during this difficult time. Right. And the one, the one bright side, it is a smiling photo. So I think she's sending out a message that she's moving forward, celebrating his life, you know, instead of focusing on the negative, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Well, like we said, the the Royals are getting out and about a little bit more in Prince William and Princess Anne paid tribute to Australian and New Zealand military on Anzac Day. And so what did the pair do to commemorate this day? They attended some services in London on Sunday, and they were accompanied by Vice Admiral Sir Tim Lawrence, who, um, you know, is part of the Australian and New Zealand Armed Forces. And it was interesting to see them together because this is the second time they've been together in a week. And I don't think they've really done 
a joint event before. I'm sure they probably have, but it's just an interesting pairing. I it guess. really is an interesting pairing. Like you said, like obviously Princess Anne does a lot of events, but they aren't covered as much as Prince William. And it feels like this is like a fun pairing that maybe we'll see a little bit more of because it, obviously it works and maybe they enjoy working together because they're putting them out a little bit more. So I enjoy right. seeing it. And she looked fabulous in purple. So Yes, she did. She knows how to rock um, a menswear inspired hat like nobody else. <laughs> and I think this was sort of sending a message Message that she's going to be taking up a lot of the military mm -hmm. causes maybe that Prince Philip has left behind. So mm -hmm. it seems like maybe that's the message and that's sort of like the legacy that she's going to be taking on. I like it. All right. Well, Kate and William also took some time to honor Prince Philip while they visited the East Ham Air Cadets. And, you know, so this was something that was obviously very close to Prince Philip and very special to him. So how did they honor him in this? So they learned all about the cadets and the way that the cadets support young people in developing life skills, which obviously was a huge passion of the Duke, and Edin Duke of Edinburgh. He, you know, he had the Duke of Edinburgh challenge that a lot of Brits are really happy about. Um, so they're definitely just keeping that alive. And I think the... I think the Duchess also had a little nod to the Queen with her pearl and diamond earrings that the Queen has worn before. So they were yes. definitely showing their family ties family ties and that's like the second time in uh, a couple weeks that she has done that obviously she wore that necklace uh to prince philip's funeral and that was a nod to queen elizabeth and princess diana as well because they both wore those um that piece of jewelry so her subtle nods are always never go unnoticed <laughs> yeah it's really nice always to see that it is well molly i don't know if you have fifty thousand dollars laying around but if you do you could purchase kate and william's range rover because they are putting or the car is going up for auction let me say not they are putting it up for auction but the car is going up for auction right this is interesting so apparently they owned the car from 2013 to 2020 and then they sold it to a private owner it's a it's a Vogue SE. It has fewer than thirty nine thousand miles on it, which Ooh, for seven new. years is really impressive. <laughs> uh, and now the private owner is auctioning it off, so they're expecting that it's going to go for forty two to fifty six thousand dollars on May twenty second when it is auctioned off. Um, and yeah, it's usually you can't get uh, or you won't know that you've had a Range Rover or Land Rover that was owned by the royal family because mm -hmm. they change the vehicle registration numbers after it leaves the family. But I guess this one, they didn't do that. So I think, you know, the owner is probably capitalizing on mm -hmm. that a little bit. <laughs> Seriously. I feel like it would go for a little bit more than that. Right. I mean... Plus, it seems like it's in good condition. I don't really know what they're worth when they're brand new anyway, but yeah. <laughs> seems like a good deal. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> all right. Well, now it is time to spill the royal tea, and we have to talk about all the details on Meghan Markle's pregnancy with baby number two. And it seems like this is a much easier pregnancy this time around for her, maybe because she's, you know, back home, a little less stressed maybe, but uh, and kind of under the radar this time. Right. This was great news that she's yeah. having a lot less morning sickness. She's mm -hmm. feeling great. Apparently, she's been craving pasta, but she <laughs> is still trying to eat clean and right. she's loving organic fruit. Mm -hmm. Yes, loving organic fruit. She's been exercising a lot. She's been doing yoga once or even twice a day, which isn't so surprising because I think she did that the first time around. And her mom is a yoga instructor, so I'm sure that helps as well. But it seems like, you know, she, she is uh, super excited about welcoming their baby girl in probably just a few weeks. Uh, we have reporting that Archie is very excited about being a big brother. I'm guessing he doesn't really understand what's going on, but because <laughs> I have a daughter around the same age and she has no idea that her 
world is about to change, but um, apparently he's very excited. And yeah, it seems like she's having just a really dreamy California pregnancy. It sounds great. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And I'm sure Harry has been there every step of the way doting on her like always. (laughs) All right. Well, now it is time to break down the royal rules. And like we said, it is very hard to believe that Duchess Kate and Prince William uh, tied the knot 10 years ago, which is insane. So every single detail was so meticulously planned and beautifully executed, including their cake, which was designed and created by Fiona Cairns. Now we caught up with Fiona, who gave us all the details on how it all came together. Take a look. How long did it take to craft this iconic cake? Um, well, we were asked to make the cake uh, in February. Um, so we went down, three of us uh, went, my husband and uh, Rachel Erdley, who's our, our design consultant, the three of us went down to Clarence's house to have a cup of tea, as you do. <laughs> and um, we didn't quite know what to expect. And um, so we, we, we had a cup of tea with Catherine and with her PA. We weren't actually asked then to make the cake. We were asked if we would be interested. <laughs> so, and, and I do remember saying at the time, um, if we are to be asked, you know, with this, given this huge honour, could you please get back to us sooner rather than later? <laughs> so um, it was four days after that. We had to wait. It was about three or four days. We received the phone call. Was Kate very involved or was Duchess Kate very involved in the design process or did she give you inspiration or what she envisioned? Uh, Kate really was the visionary, and William, of course, the two of them, behind the wedding. Mm -hmm. So, and I do remember that very first meeting, she said, um, we would like the cake to be a part of a whole. You know, the cake doesn't stand on its own, Mm -hmm. which is as the same as at any wedding, really. But she is actually very creative. So her ideas were that the cake was... I know in America, I, I, well, I don't know, but I, I think in America, fruit cake is not something that people would choose for a wedding cake. I'm right, aren't I? Right. <laughs> um, but that is very traditionally what couples, well, not so much these days, they still do have fruit cake, but, you know, going back to Queen Victoria's time, Queen Victoria started the tradition of fruit cake mm-hmm. as a wedding cake. And it was really the wealthy who could afford it. And, and then it became more mainstream. I love um, and so, so William and Kate wanted fruitcake. And we do make a very delicious, moist fruitcake. Um, also, not to be as tall as the, for example, the Queen's cake, I understand, was about 10 feet high. So, so Kate did say to us, not as high as previous royal wedding cakes, to be a softer icing with flowers tumbling, to be quite romantic. Nice. And she said, we were given a piece of lace a few weeks later. A piece of lace came by post. And I thought, I wonder if this is the lace of the dress. Um, But we weren't told that. We were just Mm -hmm. asked if we could replicate it onto a few of the tiers of the cake, which we did. Mm-hmm. We piped it, learned it, you know, learned the pattern. And so um, a, a few weeks later, when actually my husband and I did go to the, we were in the Abbey at the wedding and, and saw Kate coming down the aisle and, of course, recognised 
Oh, no, I know that lace. <laughs> it took you 40 boxes to transfer that uh, the cake into Buckingham Palace. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, because that's just kind of mind blowing that that that's probably the most stressful part about anything. <laughs> well, yes. So I mentioned before that the, that the making of the cake is one thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, the logistics um, and the and, and allowing for the fact that something might go wrong mm-hmm. at any time, you know, that you, every possible um, idea had to be covered. Mm-hmm. And so we had a great uh, a couple of people organising that with the palace. So everything had to, we're 100 miles out of London, so we're not in London. So, right. um, you know, <laughs> anything can happen, I suppose, but it didn't. We, um we packed the cake up into about 40 boxes. When I say cake, it was all the the flowers had to be separately packed, all the piping bags, the, the base, the mirrored base that I mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, the uh, spare cakes just in case, spare flowers just in case. So, so yes, um, it did take 40 boxes. And it wasn't in, we didn't deliver in our own van with our logo emblazoned. Okay. We delivered... Um, with another company because it, it needed to go obviously uh, secretly. That's amazing. Because, yeah. Did they taste test the cake before the wedding? Because I know in in America we 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 taste test the the cakes before the wedding. I just wanted well, to. You, you do. So the couple taste. Did they taste test the actual cake? They knew the cake. Yes, I think they did have some mm. of the same bake. But we also sent lots of recipes, about half a dozen or so, with different variations of the fruitcake right at the beginning so yeah there was no cake there was no cake smashing in William's face during the taste testing <laughs> no very royal very no, regal no no it's royal wedding remember I mean what did Kate and William say to you following the the wedding were they so thrilled with how everything turned out that afternoon um I received a phone call on my mobile to say that the couple had said the cake was beyond their expectations. That's amazing. That was not from the couple. That was actually from somebody within Buckingham Palace who'd, who'd had a conversation. And then after that, um, I've spoken to, to Kate a couple of times and received letters and yeah, the, the, the cake was a success. I mean, I can't imagine the pressure of putting together a cake of that magnitude <laughs> right and such a unique flavor because right. it was fruit cake i mean that would never occur to me it must have been a really interesting process <laughs> totally definitely well let's talk even more about kate and william's big day and our royal history moment of the week because there's so many like little fun facts about this wedding um obviously there were thousands and thousands of people watching not only on tv but um you know lying the streets of london and it wasn't a cheap wedding Right. So the cakes, the two cakes together cost $80,000 each. Kate's dress cost $434,000, which I'm going to show that number to my fiance to show him (laughs) how much worse it could be. The flowers cost around $1.1 million. The security for the entire event was $32 million. So it came to a grand total of $34 million for the entire wedding. That's insane. Insane. Yeah, seriously, Molly, show your show your fiance. Be like, this is what we could have. <laughs> right. And it's crazy. Her dress was like probably one of the 
less expensive things compared Probably. to in the grand screen, scheme of all of it. Yeah. And I wonder if she even actually paid for that dress or if they just gave it to her. Right. <laughs> well, they say that the royals have to pay for all of their clothing. Interesting. Okay. I don't know if that rule has been relaxed in recent times just because it would be so expensive to get yeah. all of this stuff that they have. It's, right. It really yeah. is. And obviously that dress was such an iconic dress uh, designed by uh, Alexander McQueen, Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen. It was, I mean, it was absolutely gorgeous. Right. And I think it started such a trend of long mm-hmm. sleeve dresses. I think yes. that, you know, no one was really doing that at that time. And mm-hmm. she really sort of set the tone and it was, yeah, gorgeous. Like a mix of like Grace Kelly and mm-hmm. the actual queen. So Yeah, no, it was definitely one of my favorite royal wedding dresses. And, you know, you know, there was family, friends, and some celebrities in attendance. I remember Victoria Beckham was heavily pregnant at the time and yeah. she attended with David Beckham. And so, the, you know, obviously a lot of people came out for that uh, for the wedding as well and we all remember Beatrice and Eugenie's hats yes of course such an interesting (laughs) viral moment I think that was probably the first time a lot of people ever even knew them and had them on their radar that's so so true that is so true and how far they've come and then it was interesting uh the royal photographer Hugo um gave an interview this week about, you know, capturing those uh, official portraits and how one of the one photo where she's sitting around all the children almost didn't come together, which I thought was really interesting. They had like two minutes left in their allotted time slot. And he's like, do you want to do this? And they're like, okay, sure. So they had like all this candy for these kids, which I thought was so cute. Right. I mean, when you look at those royal photos, everyone looks so relaxed, Mm -hmm. but it turns out it was, you know, really a time crunch. They had yeah. to be in and out in time for the flyover of all the airplanes at one thirty. Mm-hmm. So I just can't imagine having to rush through your wedding photos after you in your half a million dollar dress because you have you can't miss the airplanes. Like it just sounds so stressful. It's so stressful and so stressful for the photographer too because he had to set up this whole elaborate, you know, elaborate setup, you know, and they went through every because Kate's also a photographer, so so he said that she was very like meticulously planning exactly where she wanted the shots to be and how they wanted to look. And obviously they turned out beautiful. Yeah. Incredible photos. Mm-hmm. And one, one of the things that Hugo said was that on his way out of Kensington palace that day, he, he, his eye was caught by a photo of Queen Victoria and her husband with all their kids around them. And it looked mm-hmm. so similar to the William and Kate one. And he just felt like, wow, this could be just as iconic of a photo as that painting was. I love that. That is so great. All right. Well, before we wrap up, we have to check in on our royal kiddos in Pint Size Palace. And little Prince Louis celebrated his third birthday with this never before seen photo. I mean, be still my heart. He is the cutest little thing. <laughs> he is so big. He's so big. <laughs> really looks like a full-on kid now like he's not a toddler anymore it's crazy it really is yeah he was getting ready to go to his first day of nursery uh and he's on his bike and he looks all ready to go so you know london's got a lot of bike lanes so i'm sure he had a great time getting to school i'm sure and of course kate took this photo like she always does and she does such a great job but oh my god he is just the cutest little thing he looks a little bit like george too Yes, he does. And I think he looks so much like Kate. Yes, mm-hmm, totally. Yeah. So, oh my God, just the cutest little thing. And hope Prince Louis had a very happy birthday. Absolutely. <laughs> happy birthday, Louis. All right. Well, Molly, thank you for running down All Things Royals as always. Thank you, Christina. All right. For much more on All Things Royals, head on over to usmagazine.com. Keep commenting, keep subscribing, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>